0: Hey, nonprofit volunteers, executive directors, business people, everybody listening to this episode, you need money. That's the only way that you're going to be able to do the things that you need to do. Stay afloat, pay your staff. We're going to be getting into all of that. We're going to talk about lines of credit with Stephen on this episode. Stephen, thank you so much for joining.
1: Yeah, I'm glad to be here. It should be fun.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think so. So Stephen is a co-founder and managing partner of Financing Solutions, which since 2010 is the largest provider of lines of credits to small nonprofits in the US. Something else that's kind of interesting is he doesn't just do that. He's also really vested his time and effort in nonprofits. He's on the board of two different nonprofits. So thank you, you busy guy. Glad to have you here with me. Glad to be here. So I guess the best thing to do is let's talk about what is a line of credit?
1: Yeah. So it's really misunderstood because we get calls all the time by people saying, I want to buy a building for my nonprofit. And so I want a line of credit. And that's not. What a line of credit is for. A line of credit is used for working purposes, working capital. So, in other words, is it's used for emergencies, it's used for short-term type of scenarios, things that happen in weeks or months that need are needed, not for years. So a line of credit is something that you set up in advance. You have access to the money when you need it, and for whatever reason, you need it. And so it's like a safety net, something that it's really important to have in place. Having a line of credit has been wanted in the nonprofit community for ages. We are one of the few companies that actually works specifically with nonprofits. So there are not in a lot of choices. So a line of credit is really good for let's say you have payroll every two weeks. You can't miss payroll both legally and morally you have a funding that comes in sporadically could be reimbursements, it could be grants, it could be donations, and your cash flow goes up and down. And every nonprofit thinks they're the most unique situation where they're the ones that their balance goes zero so common amongst the nonprofit community to have that scenario. So that's where a line of credit is really good. A bus- a loan or a business loan is typically paid back over a 3 to 5 year period. So it's a fixed amount of money that you get all at once and then you use it for whatever it is and then you pay it back over the 3 to 5 months, uh years, excuse me. And then a mortgage, which we're all familiar with, can be, you know, if you haven't gotten a mortgage, most people don't know this that commercial mortgage, which is what a nonprofit would use, is paid back over a five to 10 year period, not a 30 year period like a mortgage does for your home. So, it acts differently. There's a balloon payment at the end and getting into what is a loan, what is a line of credit, what is a mortgage. Those are the three most important things that a nonprofit should know about. And let me add the fourth one startup loans for a nonprofit. You will never get one. So, don't even bother. You're just not going to get a startup loan from any commercial, local bank, or a private lender. You're just not going to get it, not only for a nonprofit, but for for a business loan, okay? And we can get other details about secure versus on secure and that type of stuff.
0: It's really interesting. From what I heard you say, the line of credit can really help the leadership of nonprofits actually sleep at night a little bit, not worrying about making payroll, not worrying about having to tell people, sorry, can't pay you. As you mentioned, there's this whole like ethical thing. We're working with nonprofits. We need to pay our staff that work with us. We need to make sure that they're able to be happy and they're able to sleep because then they come to work They come to volunteer as their best selves.
1: Well, they're not going to come to work if you don't pay them. Listen, you have to build credibility with your employees. And if they think your organization is in trouble, they might love the cause, which they, you know, you're lucky most employees at nonprofits care about the cause a lot. But, you know, they have family obligations and you miss payroll and you start realizing how many people working for you live paycheck to paycheck. I don't care what they're making. You might be paying them 80000 a year for a fundraising executive, and you realize, wow, they are living paycheck t- pay to paycheck. They'll start looking for a job immediately. The second thing that happens is there's a legal issue. Federal government or the state government could come in and shut you right down. There's a very specific reason for that. They want their money. They want their money. Do they care about your employees? Yeah, they they do, but they want their money. And uh, they'll come in, and they'll shut you right down, or they'll really put you through the so there's there's the moral part about your employees and then there's also the uh, other part which is you know having to do with the government
0: are there any minimums In terms of like sizes of lines of credit or anything like that? Yeah,
1: but it all depends on the organizations you're dealing with. You know, listen, so there's the key terminology is secure and unsecure. So secure means that you are getting a line of credit and you have collateral to back up the line of credit, which nobody does. Okay, what does that mean? It means you have a building that you own, that your nonprofit owns, that you have no mortgage on. Let me have a mortgage on it and the equity and what's left, the mortgage minus what the building's worth is equity. So let's say it's $200,000 and you go to a bank and you say is, I have $200,000 in equity. Can you give me a line of credit? And they'll give you on um, $200,000 they might give you a $20,000 line of credit. That's secure, but nobody has security in a nonprofit. So you're unsecured. And that means that I'm looking for a line of credit that does, and I don't have any security for it. And that's really hard. If you have a lot of security, you can get a bigger line of credit. If you don't have a lot of security, you're going to get a smaller line of credit. Organizations like mine are going to look at is your cash flow. And that is how much revenue do you have coming in every month and year? And based on that, we'll make a determination what we think you can afford.
0: So you mentioned earlier about startup loans, startup lines of credit. If I wanted to start a nonprofit tomorrow and I got the 501c3 and I'm registered and all of that, is it possible to get a line of credit without no. actually having done anything?
1: No, unless you go get one yourself personally against your home, it's called a HELOC, home equity line of credit, and you give it to the nonprofit. Nobody I know does that. So let's talk about what you do do when you're starting a brand new nonprofit. And you know there are certain hoops that you have to jump through in order to learn how to build a bigger organization. And if you can't find a way to get the nonprofit going, that skill is going to become more and more and more valuable as the nonprofit grows. So how do you start a new nonprofit when you can't get a loan? And it's the same thing if you start a business because businesses can't get a startup loans either. Again, if you have the security, then yes, but The way you have to do it is you have to go get donations. You have to go get big donors, run events. And then there's these stepping stones, okay? You get to $50,000 a year. Then you get to... $200,000 $200,000 a year. Um, that's a big step. But then you get to a million dollars a year. Then you get to $5 million. A year, and then you get to 10, you know, it goes steps and steps. And in each one of those, you're having to learn how to raise money. And that is grants, donations, government reimbursements. And learning how this all works is a big part of being an executive director and a founder of a nonprofit. Uh, we get calls all the time saying, hey, well, we have this great this idea, a great idea. I want to start this nonprofit profit, blah, blah, blah. Can you provide us with the capital? And we're like, you know, we can't do that. We're making a decision on is the cash flow that's coming through the organization and what we think you can afford.
0: So part of that affordability is also the rates. The market in the last several months has really kind of jumped up in terms of the rates. How are you seeing that effect play out? With your clients
1: you see when you're coming to a line of credit you're using it for a very short period of time so you know i'm not really seeing it affect people's decisions at all they don't use the line of credit you don't i don't see many instances where someone uses a line of credit because they're taking advantage of an opportunity it just doesn't happen you know we talk to people about that but 99 of the time people are using because they have an emergency, 75% of the time it's for payroll. So what I'm trying is like, someone's not saying, let me use my line of credit so I can hire a grant writer so that I can make that investment so that I can win more grants. Because the problem is, is it takes three to five years to start winning a grant when you're just new. This doesn't make a lot of sense. I'm not seeing, you know, rates make a a big determinant if somebody uses their line of credit or not. Now, do I see more people getting their line of credits now in place? Yeah, I think so. When COVID was around, people were getting what's called a PPP money from the government, which they were giving. And there was also a disaster relief plan from the government. That's gone. So now people are getting their line of credit's more in place now.
0: Would you recommend that every organization have a line of credit so that if they need one, they've got it already there? Or should they think about getting one when it's closer, when they kind of forecast that they might need it?
1: You always get the line of credit in advance because there's a couple of things that happens if you don't get it. One, so it depends on who you're going to get it from. You're going to get it from a local bank, a commercial bank, or someone like us, who's a private lender. If you're going to get it with a commercial bank, it takes three to six months to set it up. When do people want a line of credit?
0: When they needed it two weeks ago.
1: Right. And a two week is a good way to look at it because payrolls do every two weeks. So they often need it when they're like, oh my God, when you go to a bank, it's a three to six month process. And by the way, is you don't even know for a month or two if you're going to get qualified or not. So when it comes to us, it's much faster. You know, we're talking about ten days to three weeks. So there's a couple of things you want to get it in advance because our line of credit doesn't cost anything to set up. Whereas when you go to a bank, they're going to charge you a points. It'll be four to six thousand dollars to set up a line of credit. With a bank, there's a lot of documentation you're going to need. You might need audited financials. We don't have that. You just need a 990, bank statements, a couple of other simple stuff. So we make that process really easy. Our line of credit, you're not required to use it. With a bank, you're usually required to use it. With a bank, a commercial bank, you have restrictions about how it can be used. This is a big deal. A bank requires a personal guarantee. We do not. The only caveat we have is if you commit fraud then we can come after you personally. So if your organization closes down because you lost the funding, that's not fraud. But if you take the money from the line of credit, move into your personal account and any book, that's fraud. So you, you really want to get it set up in advance. And here's, a, here's the other reason. One is because of the emergency of the situation. Number two is if you come to us or a bank and you have a problem, it might scare us off. We might really question your organization. So the time to get it is when things are going really well. Like, listen, I would say is if somebody has has a nonprofit, they've been around for seven years, they've never had an issue with cash flow. Do you get a line of credit in place? I mean, with us, it doesn't cost anything. It's easy. And you might say, hey, listen, it's good for me to sleep at night. And that, that's a good way to put it too, because I've been in business, in various businesses for 30 years. And I would tell you, I've almost always had a line of credit, but I had one instance where I outstripped my line of credit because we were doing really well. And I went to my bank. Bank and asked for an increase, and they said, We'll let you know in a month. And I had payroll due. So I didn't sleep that night, you know, and that's a good way to put it. So, I mean, I passionately believe about what we do for a living, and that is providing organizations with a line of credit so that they have a backup plan. And then here's the other alternative you go to a board member and they give you a loan, there's a problem with that. One is the IRS can view that as a lot of problems, so there's you really need to talk to your lawyers about that, which most people don't know. There could be a conflict of interest in it, and number two, you still got to pay that person an interest. And then the the other thing that happens is I've seen it before where maybe you take that loan from the a donor or somebody else, a board member, something happens and you need it again, and it's really embarrassing to go back to that same person. It makes your organization look a little sketchy, you know, like it's not being run well. And so with our, you know, having a line of credit, it's just, I dip into my line of credit right now, you know? And so it makes a lot of sense. We are getting literally 20, 30 more than that. People every single day, nonprofits are coming to us wanting to set up a line of credit and it's a very popular product. And there's a reason for that.
0: Is there any kind of insurance or things like that that should be considered when getting a line of credit?
1: No, no, I don't think so.
0: Are there any downsides? to getting a line of credit.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, you, you could say the amount of money that you're paying in interest or fees is not being used for your cause, but you know, that's really small time thinking. You know, if you talk about the for-profit world, they have much more lines of credit set up many, many more times how many nonprofits get it set up. Now, maybe that's just because for-profits don't have as many hurdles to get it in place as a nonprofit does. But the fact of the matter is the for-profit businesses use it as a business tool. So you might be paying some money out in fees, but you are making sure your organization is running smoothly and that that outweighs what you just spent in fees.
0: Are there any tax benefits to having a line of credit if you're paying interest on it or things like that?
1: Well, nonprofits, they don't have write-offs. So they don't pay taxes on the money you have left over at the end of the year. So
0: no. All right. Is there anything else that uh, you think people listening to this should think about or consider if they're struck by this conversation? Like, oh, you know what? We totally need a line of credit. We don't have one. You know, I think 30,000 or 50,000 or or whatever would be kind of nice to have. What else do you think that they should know?
1: I think there is two options. Talk to your local bank. See what they say. Just to let you know, I got a call today and I'm, uh, I'm telling you the truth. Just before this call, it was from a loan officer in Florida who, works for a local bank, 30 branches, and he called me because he gets a lot of people coming into his office who are nonprofits and he can't help them. So he wanted to know what we do so that we can refer him to him and he was impressed. But I would still say, talk to your local bank. And then I would say, talk to us. There's not a lot of players. We're the number one player in the space. So like you go to financing FinancingSolutionsNow.com or to make it even simple, go to FSCreditLine.com. F-S is in financing solutionscreditline.com FSCreditLine.com. And you can read about us, but... But you can also fill out a simple two-minute application. There's no documents required initially. And we will tell you how much you qualify for. And if you don't qualify, why? And then, of course, if you do qualify, then we'll put in writing how much it all costs. You know, it's not complicated. You know, that's, again, fscreditline.com. So I would suggest go to a local bank, see what they say, and then go check out fscreditline.com.
0: That's amazing. I think that the work that you're doing, the time, the effort that you're putting in helping organizations be able to be more successful, help more people in their community stay afloat so that they can be doing the great work that they set out to do and why they started their nonprofit. I think it's really important.
1: Well, it's great. Every day I get thanked. <laughs> I am running a business, but I'm not exaggerating. Well, I'm like I get people like, "Wow, thank you for giving us this line of credit, or you really saved our butt. I didn't think we were going to need it." You know, so it's it's a smart thing to get in place. I mean, it's kind of a no brainer to me. I'm a little bit amazed when some people say. Sometimes we get people saying, "We're going to go to a bank and talk to them and see what." You know, and then they always end up coming back. But I, I think an educated person in, in this regards is helpful. And I feel you know, hopefully the information I've provided with everybody today, of what is a line of credit? What is it used for? Why is it valuable? That's the main purpose of you know, why I think today was, is going to be valuable.
0: Absolutely. I want to thank you so much for being here. I know that other people listening to this, if you were inspired by this episode, I would love to encourage you to subscribe to the Nonprofit MBA podcast. Stephen is the host of that podcast as well. So in good company here as well. So
1: yeah. And that's a great podcast because I, I, we've had 450 episodes and our guests are amazing. And I, you know, I always say that if you just listen to those podcasts and also Dave's podcast too, well, wow, you know, really you don't need to read any books. Just listen to the podcast. It saves you time, get good information. You know, the nice thing about having 450 episodes and Dave, I don't know how many you have, how many you have as well.
0: We are uh, just over 70 when this one gets published.
1: The fact is, is like, I know what people do and they, they don't want, listen to every single one. What they do is they pick and choose which ones that they're having a problem with and they're, or if they have an interest and that's the one they listen to. And I think that you know my podcast in particular, which I've been doing for four and a half years now, just has so many great people on it.
0: Stephen, these have been some amazing insights around loans, lines of credit, different ways that people can maybe start thinking about how to help fund some of the work that they want to do or keep afloat, uh, help them sleep at night, feel a little bit more relaxed so that they can focus on their fundraising efforts. Um, I hope the people listening have gotten some great advice and insight and pointers from from you today. And if you were to challenge anybody listening this to do one thing coming out of this episode, what would that be?
1: take better care of themselves. (laughs) I say at the end of every single one of my podcasts, I say is uh, nonprofit executive directors are doing the heavy lifting of trying to save the world and do really good things to save people. And um, I thank them for that. And we really need you. I know David and I are both doing our own part in our own way and our own personal lives to try to do our best, but you're not good to your family, your friends, your employees, your cause. If you don't think of yourself first and then do your cause, because we all know that executive directors are intense about trying to solve problems. And they forget about themselves. So take care of yourself first and everything else will fall into place.
0: I love that. I think that's a really great idea. When people go on an airplane, they say, put your mask on in case of emergency and then help the person beside you. Very similar type of thing. If you're not in the clear kind of mental headspace and focus space, it's hard to get and rally the people around you to keep fighting the good fight that we're all trying to do.
1: Yep. And it's a marathon, not a sprint. Absolutely.
0: Just to recap again, if anybody wants to get in touch with you, Stephen, what do they need to do?
1: Just go to fscreditline.com. All the information's right there. Very, you know, we're A plus certified by the Better Business Bureau. We're five star rated by Google Reviews and the Better Business Bureau. We've been around a long time. We really know what we're doing and we're very, we're straight shooters, you know, we're honest. And so there.
0: Thanks again, Stephen, for joining in on the podcast. It's been great having you here on the Nonprofit Digital Success Podcast. To everybody listening, if you want any of the links or resources that Stephen provided, just head over to our podcast page at nonprofitdigitalsuccess.com. Click on this episode for the details. Go on YouTube, like it, favorite it, subscribe, share it. And until next time, keep on being successful.